podcast is brought to you by VictoryUnlimitedShow.com. This is the mission. Destroy the axis of evil. Low self-esteem, lack of knowledge, and loser mentality. Finally. Finally. Operation in progress. Securing perimeter. Victory Unlimited, the soldier for higher thinking. We are at war. 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 I thought I told you. Victory Unlimited. The broadcast begins. Many of you know me. I am Victory Unlimited, and this is the Victory Unlimited show. And we are here today to bring you this show because we know that you care. You you really care. But about what? We have no idea. But anyway, let's go ahead and get into it. I'm going to take five shots at five questions in five minutes. That's right. Welcome to the first installment of the segment that we like to call Beat the Glock. So cock the gun and start the clock. Question number one. I came home from university on a break recently and I saw a girl that I used to like all throughout high school, but I never got a chance to get with her. So I tried again this time and she shot me down for the same reason. She said, I'm not hood enough for her. She said, I don't have that thug type swag she's looking for. Do you have any idea what she meant by this? Answer. What she means is that you're too straight-laced and law-abiding, and you probably don't have enough tattoos all over your face and neck. Uh, what she means is that you don't have enough piercings all over your body, and you probably don't speak with enough slang to attract her. If you want this chick, now if you want this chick, I'd advise you to get a bunch of links and ink, and then imitate the mumble rapper of your choice, and start ending everything you say with the phrase, in these streets, cuz. You better stack up some warrants, catch you some cases, and rack you up some charges. You understand me? <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Be who you are, dude. And just find you a chick that likes the kind of dude you already are. In these streets, cuz. <laughs> Question number two. If you can only pick one, what is one of the best ways to identify a woman that's destined to be your future wife? How do you know when a woman is marriage material? Answer. How to tell if a woman is a keeper? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> when you meet a woman who's always looking for ways to try to save you money, she's a keeper. <laughs> she's marriage material. If you meet a woman that's finding you deals and, and bargains and, and even encourages you to use coupons, she <laughs> is marriage material. And if you question what a rare find that can be, just pause for a moment and count how many women you've dated with this frame of mind and tell all the rest of these guys out here whether or not she's got any sisters. Go ahead. Go ahead. Call in. Call in right now. We want to hear from you. As a matter of fact, we'll we'll wait. We're on a mission. We're on a mission. We're on a mission. We're on a mission. Victory unlimited. We're on a mission. We're on a mission. We're on a mission. 
were on a. Oh, I see we got a caller. Hello? Hello? Oh, I, I see we don't have a caller on the line after all. Oh, well, moving on. Question number three. VU, I'm in good health, but I'm lazy and I hate working out. But what I do have is a lot of money. Give me one good reason why a guy like me needs to hit the gym to get women. Answer, because all the money in the world won't make you look good naked. <laughs> Question number four. What is the best advice you would give anybody about relationships before they get in one? Answer, dating is a pastime, commitment is not for cowards, and marriage is ministry. Question number five. What is the best advice you would give to guys who have just got out of relationships or recently divorced guys who are back out here dating, but who are scared to date? Answer. You're scared? <laughs> Don't be scared. Don't be scared of dating. Believe it or not, the more things have changed, the more things have stayed the same. Look at all the people you see out here dating the same way you look at all the people you see out here driving. If it was so damn hard, you wouldn't see all these people out here doing it. Victory email. Okay, let's take some emails. Victory Unlimited. Victory Unlimited show. This is Rob from New York, and I'm writing to you about some trouble I've been having with my wife. And I know this is not a necessarily a marriage counseling show, but I wanted to get your take on things anyway. You see, me and my wife are newlyweds, and I'm having problems with the way things are going and especially the way she's been acting now that we're married. Sure, before we got married, we used to go out a lot more and I used to do more stuff with her. But you know, that's only because that's what I had to do to get her during that dating phase. So, now that we're married, I've gone back to doing more of the things that I've always liked to do. You know, like hanging out with the guys, going golfing, and making all of the football and basketball games that I can. But now that we're married, she's always on me always nagging me about when I'm coming home, why we don't do more things together, and why we don't do more couple type things. Well, as I'm sure you can tell by my email, this is annoying the hell out of me. Sure, again, before we were married, we used to do more things together, but now that I finally asked her to marry me and given her the ring, what more does she want from me? Are all women out here these days this needy? After making things official by getting married, what more do these women want? This is confusing to me. What am I missing here? I see Rob is out here coming at us from the Whitlock shell shock side of the war front. Rob, thanks for your email. You ended it by asking, what are you missing? What are you missing? I'll tell you what you're missing. A clue. That's what you're missing. <laughs> you you seem to be a married man that's complaining about LTD. And when I say LTD, I don't mean limited. I mean love, togetherness and devotion. Uh, you you do know that you're married now, don't you? So you're married and you're actually surprised that your wife expects you to. Um, I, I don't know what be around. <laughs> and as far as what she wants you to do, all those things that you were doing. She wants you to keep doing them. You getting married shouldn't be a surprise, soldier. You shouldn't be surprised that your wife expects a certain amount of closeness and a certain amount of, shall we say, participation from you. 
and probably a lot more now than you were giving her before you got married. You act like you act like you're shocked to discover that one of the requirements of marriage is that there's an expectation that the two of you would be together more than you're apart. Now, I know that you're not. But but what you should be is is a little ashamed of yourself, dude. Because what you just did to your wife is what fishermen call the bait and switch routine, what what 1940s gangsters used to call the double cross and and what around here we just like to call selling lies. You understand me? How else would you describe giving your wife one expectation of what marriage with you would be like, but delivering something entirely different? It looks like you never should have tied the knot. Did you hear what I just said about marriage uh, a few minutes ago? I said, dating is a pastime, commitment is not for cowards, and marriage is ministry. If you weren't down for that, you shouldn't have gotten married. Before you got out here all getting married, all willy-nilly, somebody should have sat you down and told you that it's practically your mission as a married man to put a lot of focus into your wife and subsequently your family. I mean, I mean, come on. I tell you, I tell you what, let's go ahead and get let's let's go ahead and get unexpectedly deep. That's right. That's right. Come ride with me while we submerge so I can point out a few things that you've missed about marriage. Make preparations for diving. Aye, sir. Prepare the bridge for diving. Dive, dive, son of diving long twice. Dive, dive. You see, you can tell a hell of a lot about the original meaning of most things just by breaking down the etymology of the word we use to label those particular things. For instance, when we talk about marriage, what do we call a married man? What do we call him? We call him the husband. And what is a husband? Well, a husband gets his origins from horticulture, from agriculture, from farming. Husband came from the word husbandry. <laughs> it's is actually used as a verb too. Husbanding is what you should be doing. To husband means to manage, to to care for, or to cultivate, or to breed, or to, to enhance something or someone. In your case, the intent is that that someone should be your wife. You understand me? 
Also, just in case you doubt what I'm telling you, the marriage tradition itself, the marriage tradition itself should also have given you a clue as to what would be expected of you, what would be in store for you. Now, now pause for a moment and remember what the man is called during the wedding ceremony, right before he takes this woman as his wife, the groom. That's what he's called. And do I really have to tell you what a groom is? Do, never mind. Don't waste the brain energy. I'll go ahead and just tell you. Because groom is a verb too. To groom something or someone means to tend to them, to dress them up, to make them better and more presentable than they were before you showed up. To groom someone is to do whatever it takes to help them to prepare for a position a greater position than they held before you came into their life. Now, now, are you catching all these knowledge bombs that I'm dropping on you, soldier? By the way, in case you haven't noticed, none of the definitions I've just given you seem to relate to you being MIA, missing in action from the relationship, or you going AWOL from the marriage. You notice that? <laughs> Now, now, I don't expect the basic civilian guy to know all of what I just briefed you on, but, but all the members of the Victory Unlimited Army know this stuff, especially those who have a copy of the Victory Unlimited Battle Plan. But having said all of that, having said all of that, I'm still surprised at how surprised you are about the realities of marriage. But now, now, it's, now it's too late for you right now but to all the rest of you guys out there thinking about getting married, this is the primary reason why it's always wise to have some honest conversations about what each person wants out of the marriage before you say I do. That's what will put you in the best position to help manage each other's expectations. You should have these conversations and establish some rules of engagement long before the relationship reaches the marriage stage. By the way, that's why they call it the rules of engagement. Now, now I've heard of being shell-shocked before, but this is the first time I ever got an email about wedlock shell-shock syndrome. <laughs> In fact, this reminds me of a story. Now it's time for a Victory Unlimited True Life War Story. I remember when I was growing up back in the day and one day I came in the house probably around 6.30 or so in the evening to get me some water because me and the homies were still outside playing football. And, uh, and my grandma, my grandma was sitting on the couch watching TV and talking to one of my older cousins. And, and in order to protect the not so innocent, we'll call her Kanitra. Well, anyway, uh, according to what my grandma explained to me later, Kanitra had called her. OK, and uh, she was <laughs> she was she was on the other end of the phone whispering, telling my grandma stuff like there he goes again, always going in the refrigerator, getting something to drink. And, and here he is now sitting next to me on the on the other end of the couch, laughing at something on TV. <laughs> Why is he always here all the time? When is he when is he going to go home or something? <laughs> and, and then my, my grandma finally got tired of hearing all this over and over again and said, baby, that's your husband. He is at home. Where else do you expect him to be? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Kanitra had just got married about 
probably two or three weeks prior to that phone conversation. And uh, and the dude she kept talking about was her husband. And she had and she had the nerve to be annoyed as hell that he was even there. <laughs> Apparently, she she signed up for married life and was surprised and even bored that that was exactly what she got. Talk about wedlock shock syndrome. <laughs> I guess I guess I was wrong. Maybe that was the first time I found out about it and just didn't know it at the time. This has been a Victory Unlimited True Life War Story. You'll hear more next time. So, so, Rob, I trust that the relevance of that story that I just told wasn't lost on you. Now, don't now don't make me have to come up there. Don't make me have to catch a plane and fly to New York and ask you, which would you prefer, the hand or the foot? In other words, do I have to put on one of those big ass hands that the football fans wear at the games? <laughs> or, or do I have to put on a big ass boot? Do you need for me to slap the crap out of you or, or do you need for me to kick the crap out of you? <laughs> no, no, no. Scratch that. It'll be better if you just go ahead and beat the crap out yourself. That way, when you come to your senses, you'll take it more personally like you should. You know, you know <laughs> what I'm what I'm picturing here. What I'm thinking about is I'm thinking about you doing something along the lines of what Jim Carrey did in that old movie, Liar, Liar, <laughs> doing that men's room scene when he was trying to cure his behavior problems by beating the crap out of himself. And when somebody walked in on him and interrupted him, he said something like, excuse me, but I'm in the middle of kicking my own ass. Do you mind? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try kicking your own ass. Try that and see if it helps and report back to us and let us know what happened. <laughs> and and again, the reason why you should do this is because you need to either snap out of it or get out of it. Because as far as your marriage is concerned, you and your wife have either got to get on the same page about the kind of marriage you want to have quick or you'll soon find yourselves on an upcoming episode of Divorce Court Looking around, wondering, hey, hey, what happened? What happened? <laughs> you have to decide whether you want to start to act committed or have yourself committed. Because only a person who isn't clinically sane would expect to spend less time with a woman after he's married her than he did before he got married. That would only succeed in making you a living, breathing example of the flip-sided definition of insanity, which would be to start doing different things over and over again, but still expect to keep getting the same results. And hey, hey, by, by the way, we we aren't related, are we? You're not one of my cousins, are you? You're not one of Kenitra's sons, are you? Well, regardless of whether you are or not, now that you know what you need to do, you don't have any more excuses. So don't you write me no more emails. <laughs> Hey, VU, this is Charles emailing you from Houston. I've been dating this girl for a while now, and now it started to get kind of serious. Now it looks like we're about to get to the point where we're about to go exclusive. But there's something about this that bothers me. We're both in our 30s. 
I'm a guy who's been living a kind of square life, but my girl, by comparison, she's a reformed party girl from back in the day. In fact, I'm thinking that she may have had a lot more sexual encounters than me, but I'm still trying to get proof of that though. So far during casual conversations that we've had in the past, she's admitted to being kind of out there back in the day, dating a bunch of different guys, jocks, rappers, celebrities, etc. But since I've been with her and since, since we've been together for almost six months now, things have been good. No red flags that I can see, no promiscuous behavior, and no signs of any kind of wild sexuality, except with me, of course. But the thing is, whenever I ask her how many guys she's been with, she never really gives me an answer. At least not a straight answer. She just says stuff like, oh, it's not that many. I haven't been with that many guys. And after all, it shouldn't matter anyway, now that the two of us are together now. So after going around in circles with answers like that, I usually just drop the subject and we move on to other things, which is always more enjoyable because we really do get along well with each other and, and have a great easygoing vibe most of the time. So my question to you, VU, is it shouldn't matter how many guys my girlfriend has been with in the past as long as she's with me now, right? ready on the alert all over the world against a hidden enemy an enemy that can destroy morale rob the soldier of the will to fight and even trick him into surrendering enemy propaganda it's a strange shadowy world of the doctored photograph the misquotation the insinuation and the lie now some of this material to us is comical some of it is tragic some of it's weird some of it's dull but all of it has the single purpose of selling discouragement and defeat. Ah, so the subject for today is body counts, huh? <laughs> Charles is coming at us from the My Chick is Racking Up Chalk Outlines Theater of War. <laughs> man, man, how are you going to write in to me and ask a question and answer it all in the same sentence? <laughs> you said, VU. It shouldn't matter how many guys my girlfriend has been with in the past as long as she's with me now, right? <laughs> you know, you know, you sound just like my uncle when he invited me over to the barbecue last week and he said, VU, what you come over here for to eat? <laughs> now, now, don't you see how that's asking and answering a question all at once? <laughs> well, well, anyway, I would say that the answer to your question of does it matter how many guys your woman has been with before you two got together is sometimes. While the answer to the question of should it matter is it depends. And the question of does it matter how many guys your woman has been with before you two got together to you specifically? The answer is hell yeah. <laughs> Basically, the bottom line of it all is that your woman's body count and many other things in life is sometimes mind over matter. If you don't mind, then it won't matter. But if you do mind, then it definitely matters. I got a feeling that to you and to a lot of guys, no matter how high or how low 
or how non-existent the woman's body count is. Depending upon your spiritual beliefs, your your relationship style or or how idealistic your viewpoint may be, you're still going to have a problem. But to your credit, I am glad you stopped asking her about how many guys she's been with, though, because nothing good was ever going to come from it. Because you, you heard of don't ask, don't tell, haven't you? Well, well, in your situation, it was going to be don't ask or she will tell you a lie just to keep you from asking her the same question over and over again. Because as we all know, numbers don't lie, but you sure can lie with numbers. You know what I'm talking about? And judging from how much you're already stressing over this, no matter what the truth is, you probably won't be able to handle it. It all comes down to perception. Your perception of the value of the woman now versus how honestly, harshly, and or hypocritically you choose to judge her past. Let's face it. Let's face it. The hardcore truth is unless you've met or are about to be married to a virgin, most folks that you'll encounter out here in the dating world are going to have a past. And as much as you want to imagine that they just magically materialized into reality at the moment that you met them, guess what? They didn't. They've lived a life with all the good, bad, and sometimes the ugly that comes with it. Okay, because let's talk a little bit about female psychology and body counts. No matter what you think you know about your woman's past and no matter what she might actually tell you outside of hiring a private investigator, you'll never really know what the truth is. That's right. You'll never know. I can guarantee it. You see, there are a certain faction of women out here. No matter how many guys that they get with, they'll only count their official boyfriends, fiancés and husbands in that number. But they will never count all the random, miscellaneous, unofficial, one night stand type dudes that they wound up with. And, and we won't even mention how many quote unquote friends with benefit type situations some women choose to get involved in. So you'll you'll never really be able to believe what these women might tell you. And you can drive yourself crazy trying to figure it out, trying to get to the truth. You understand what I'm saying to you? And here's something else. There are another group of women out here who will never count all of the return engagements that they've had with all the whack dudes that they've already been with in the past. Yeah, there are some women who would rather go back and get with the same bad guy ex-boyfriend that has screwed them over and over again in the past, just so they'll be able to keep their overall body count down. You see, he's not new. He's not different. His ass is just recurring like a like a rerun of a bad TV show. That's right. That's right. You heard me correctly. There are women out here who will go back and still have sex with the same dude who they broke up with for cheating on them. That's a very strange thought process, is it not? It's the actual equivalent of rewarding an ex-boyfriend's bad behavior by giving him free, no obligation sex whenever he wants it. I suppose you could file all of that under the lies women tell themselves. But then again, but then again, it's just like that old saying that goes, even if what you're saying is actually not true, if you believe it, it's not a lie. 
The truth is that if you have a woman in your life and you're happy with her now, you can either make a conscious, vigilant decision to keep enjoying things and moving forward with it, or you can run the risk of letting the past rob the future by allowing the ghosts of boyfriend's past rob you from enjoying what you have with her now. The final decision is yours, soldier. The best defense against enemy propaganda is truth. The soldier who understands how enemy propaganda works is forewarned and forearmed. In this knowledge lies his strength. Victory Unlimited. Victory Unlimited. This is Michael from Los Angeles checking in. I first found out about your show when I heard about you while listening to Robert Meyer Burnett's show, Observations, on YouTube. I wanted to ask you about this situation I'm in. While I was on a business trip a few months ago, I met this woman who's a manager at one of the casinos in Vegas. We hit it off really well and really quickly. It turns out that she was just getting out of a relationship back then. The guy she used to be hooked up with was a fellow co-worker of hers and she was really into him, but they broke up due to the fact that he took a job in New York as a sales director. So he broke up with her and was gone for quite a few months, while me and her have been getting closer and closer. I used to visit her once every other week and she would drive here to LA to see me twice a month too. So in other words, we would get together most every weekend of the month and things were going well, I would say, for about six months or so. But guess what happened? About two months ago, her old boyfriend came back. Well, he's not exactly back back, but what he's been doing is flying back in from New York once a week on business. And though she hasn't come right out and admitted it, what I think he's been doing is trying to get back with her. The reason I say this is because she's been acting a lot different recently. She's been driving here to LA less often. And when I drive there to see her, she's always tired and a lot less passionate. So, although I often work 10 hour days and am dog tired myself, I've started driving from LA to Vegas every weekend. What I usually do is just hit the road right after work and just drive through the night until I get there. So far, even though I've almost fell asleep on the road a few times, I've been able to keep up this pace for a while now because I know that if I don't go see her, she won't come see me and she'll wind up back with that old boyfriend for sure. And I hate to be the one to ruin this relationship by giving up on it too soon. So what advice would you give me on a situation like this, VU? Hey, Road Warrior, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Michael, let's pause for a moment and think about what you just shared with us. You said that you're out here doing all this driving from, from L.A. to Vegas every weekend because you don't want to be the one to ruin your relationship by giving up on it too soon. So so your plan is to basically run yourself ragged trying to keep a woman who isn't trying to keep you. And on top of that, it looks like what you've been doing is letting your anxiety over what this woman might be doing get the best of you. But hey, but hey, that's understood. It happens. You're human. But, you know, but, you know, there's an old statement that I used to hear back in the day. It said that a jealous man can't work and a scared man can't gamble. But you know what? You know what a jealous and scared man can do? 
<laughs> drive. <laughs> That's what he can do. <laughs> I mean, look at what this woman has you doing. She got you, she got you tied to your car seat nonstop for three to four hours a night, straight drinking coffee and taking no-dos with your eyelids stapled open so you won't go to sleep bobbing and weaving all over the road, crossing three lanes of traffic every weekend, every weekend, every weekend. <laughs> you might think you're too fast, too furious, but you're probably just too slow, too serious. I mean, I mean, come on, man, come on. You work, you ride, you ride, you work, but when do you sleep? When do you sleep, soldier? Do you sleep? <laughs> this chick got you driving all night to be with her and she acts like she doesn't even want to see you when you get there. She, she, she got you like night rider driving through the desert on a mission to please. But, but there's no pleasing a woman who may have decided that she'd rather be pleased by somebody else. Let's, let's recap. Number one, she was previously with a dude that broke up with her. She didn't break up with him. Number two, she used to come visit you just as much as you used to go visit her. But now she doesn't. Number three. And then when you go to visit her, she acts all, all lame and lackluster. OK, OK, let's face facts here. The writing's on the wall. Or I guess I should say the signs are on the highway. Michael, you want this relationship far more than she does. And she's proven it by how she's acting, which is, as I said, lame and lackluster. It's probably too late now, but what you should have done is back off as soon as you noticed that she was starting to back off. You should have started to mirror her nonverbal signs of retreat times two. That way, she might have stopped for a moment and considered whether or not, whether or not it was you who was beginning to actually lose interest in her rather than the other way around. But even from the beginning, Seriously dating a woman a long distance away from you was going to pose a problem because the distance was eventually going to become an issue. Or as they say, the map was against you. But even if the map wasn't against you, what we know right now is that this woman isn't for you. Now, maybe if you do back off and make yourself scarce, it's possible she'll begin to miss and value what the two of you had. But guess what? She can't miss you if you're always there and recognize even if you did live there in Vegas with her, that's still not a guarantee that she'd pick you over the other guy. So in my opinion, from this point on, I recommend that you spend less time rolling to Vegas, chasing a woman with low interest in you and spend more time rolling around L.A. looking to meet more women with high interest in you, because sometimes when a woman's interest in you gets so low that you are the only one that's holding things together, it's best for you to just let it go and move on. Because otherwise, if you don't, you'll find that your life will be like watching something on TV that you thought was still in production, but actually just turned out to only be reruns of a great old TV show that you didn't know had already been canceled a long time ago. Night Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man chasing a relationship that no longer exists. Michael from Los Angeles, a young loner 
on a crusade to gamble away his time, his affection, and attraction on a woman who operates a casino table in Vegas, rigged in such a way that he cannot win. Man, now park the car, turn off the TV, and go get your ass some sleep.